morning again for uh, another Friday news uh, interview podcast this time with uh, somebody quite interesting. I'm sure everybody's interesting, but this is fascinating for me. Um, I, I am a, an avid driver and therefore I love talking about all this stuff. Um, if you don't already know, I'm Kirsty McGregor, accountant in residence at Capitalise and founder of the Corporate Finance Network. And if you haven't already guessed, our interview today is with the RAC. So you may know them as that clever mechanic that turns up to rescue you at the roadside. Uh, and I certainly know of those. Uh, or maybe the, you know, those huge control centres that they have next to the motorways on the M6 in Birmingham or the M5 and M4 in Bristol. Um, but our guest today has quite a specialist role within the RAC. He works as the PR and external affairs lead and is their spokesperson for fuel, electric vehicles and road safety. And given what's been going on at the pumps lately, being a fuel spokesperson has meant that the BBC and other media have kept him very busy wanting to speak to him often. So, Simon, thank you very much for agreeing to do this podcast. Thanks for having me, Kirsty. Now, I've seen you're even quoted in the press again today. So I know this is still very current news. Um OK, we know the war has had an impact on energy costs and uh, that's been going on for over a year now. But here you're talking specifically about the differences between petrol and diesel costs. As we see that the price of the pumps is coming down, um, most of our audiences who are business owners or advisors to clients uh, will have commercial vehicles and many of them are still running on, on diesel. So why has the price of petrol and diesel always been so different? And, and why is it more so now? In fact, today you're saying that um, in the press that the retailers are overcharging at the pumps, especially for diesel, when you know the wholesale price is much lower. Yes, there's so much to cover here. Um, so we monitor the price of uh, fuel very closely with something called RAC Fuel Watch. We monitor the price of um, wholesale fuel and pump prices. And generally, the gap between the two is what the retailers are making. Yeah. And we don't really have any sight uh, further up the chain. So we don't, don't know um, whether the um, oil companies are making huge profits. We know they clearly did at the beginning of uh, the war in Ukraine, uh, whenever the price shot up. And obviously, it's the, they make more money there just as things happen. But we have sight of what's going on at a retail level. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've obviously seen uh, the price shoot up at the um, last year when um, Russia invaded Ukraine. The wholesale price went through the roof. Oil obviously shot up, but the wholesale price of petrol and diesel is determined by two things, the price of oil and the exchange rate, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, oil, uh, fuel like oil is traded in dollars. Yeah. So we always need the exchange rate, the pound to be as strong as possible against the dollar. And obviously it's down at 1.25 dollars to the pound at the moment so that mm. uh, that's a bit better than it has been recently but that, so that that mm. helps the uh, wholesale price um so uh things have gradually got better over time and the price of petrol has now dropped to uh an average at the end of april of 146.5 a liter uh that is down from the record high of 191.5 in july but diesel got up to nearly two pounds a litre, just just short of that. And I'm talking about an average price. So that's the average price across all retailers in the UK. So lots of the time it would have been sold for more than two pounds a litre at various independent, uh, various different retailers. Um, but that has now dropped um, to 159.5 at the end of April. 
Now that's a lot better clearly, but um, it's still unfortunately far too high because uh, the wholesale price of diesel was actually um, £1.05p. Right. Now that's before the retailers add their margin and before VAT. Yeah. And that was at the end of April 6p lower than the wholesale price of petrol. Yet mm. petrol uh, is 13p cheaper on the forecourts on, in, the, in the mainland UK, on the mainland UK. Mm. I say that uh, in particular because in Northern Ireland, uh, the, the price of diesel was on average 147.5. Right. So that well done, is, Northern Ireland. <laughs> well, yeah, that's very true. And that's for a reason because um, the supermarkets, the big four supermarkets, dominate fuel sales uh, mm. in the UK, in the mainland UK. Yeah. And they sell nearly half of all the fuel sold. But in Northern Ireland, they don't have the same stranglehold. Mm. And the, the average retail price is much cheaper. There are a few other reasons as well, uh, but I won't, necessarily, I won't go into all of those. But retailing in Northern Ireland is working far better than uh, in the mainland. So we are urging the Competition and Markets Authority to address um, this issue. They have, they've been looking into fuel pricing for some time since we um, called out retailers following uh, Mr. Sunak's um, 5p duty cuts last year uh, when he was chancellor uh, we didn't feel that was being sufficiently passed on and it's yeah. definitely not being passed on now with the diesel situation mm. uh, so that led to um, the CMA being ordered to look into this and we've given evidence to them we've had several sessions talking to them about what's going on and they've acknowledged the presence of what we call the rocket and the feather which yeah. is when in a situation like the invasion of Ukraine, when prices, the wholesale price goes up like a rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then as time goes by, um, the market changes and wholesale costs fall, but then uh, retail prices fall like a feather. Yeah. I.e. very, very slowly. Yeah. So uh, this is obviously bad uh, for everyone, and particularly for uh, in this current situation with diesel. Uh, it's very bad for business. Now, lots of big businesses, much like ourselves, will buy, as we have 1,600 patrols out there. Yeah. Um, we obviously use an awful lot of fuel. So we tend to um, purchase our fuel in advance at a set price. Now, lots of businesses will also use a fuel cards, which yeah. um, mean that they will don't, don't necessarily uh, pay the pump price. But there's an awful lot of smaller businesses that won't, won't have fuel cards and won't be buying their fuel in advance because they're far too small. Mm. And they're obviously reliant on paying the pump price. Mm. So when pump prices are um, 16p more expensive than they should be, and retailers are making a margin of, on average, on diesel, 22 pence a litre, which is three times the long-term margin of seven pence a litre, that is really unfair on small businesses. And we would like to speak up on behalf of small businesses. We work really closely. We have an awful lot of small business um, customers. In fact, we're doing quite a lot at the moment to help them manage their costs. We've just introduced um, monthly payments so they can actually manage their costs um, rather than having to pay. Yeah, so, um, that's right. So they can pay uh, a monthly fee rather than having to pay all of their um, breakdown cover for all mm. their vehicles, however many they might have in one go. Mm. So we're very conscious of uh, helping small businesses. Mm. Uh, and, you know, at the moment, the fuel situation, particularly because diesel is so much, you know, is the fuel of business, mm. um, it is particularly difficult at the moment. So this is why we're campaigning to try and get something done. Mm. 
And we want to see the competition and markets authority do something, actually reach a conclusion that shows that mm. the transparency is not there. It's happening in Northern Ireland, but it's certainly not happening on the mainland. Uh, mm. So we want to see a bit of change here, but it has to be done very carefully because um, and there's often talk about a price cap. Now, well, that would be good in some ways. I think it could also be bad because lots of smaller independent retailers who might be operating in more rural locations mm. don't buy fuel uh, as often and don't because they don't sell as much. So they tend to restock every fortnight, whereas the biggest retailers will be buying every few days or every, you know, every week. Mm. Um, so they're in a far better position to reflect what's going on with price changes so they can pass those on to the um, customers both you know when prices go up and when they come down uh, yeah. but the smallest retailers who if it was a price cap imposed on them they might end up um, going out of business which would be bad particularly in rural areas um, for people for communities that depend on those retailers so we would like to see something uh, imposed on the biggest retailers to reflect more closely what's going on on the wholesale market that would affect smaller retailers undoubtedly because they may well be in competition with them in certain areas in lots of areas but mm. they already look to the supermarkets as a marker so they do have to compete but at the moment it's all a very inflated situation, particularly with diesel. Um, so that's that's what we'd like to happen going mm. forwards. And that's what we'll be looking for when the CMA published their report in the summer. There is a particular independent retailer, actually, that I know in South Wales, um, in Pembrokeshire, which is renowned. I think it's the cheapest in the whole of Wales, um, actually, their prices. Um, but it's renowned for just having great prices. And there aren't really many supermarkets around it. So that's probably why, um, you know, the, um, you know, they're not uh, competing with those larger supermarkets. And but. And these retailers as well, they're opening up to offer other services as well now, aren't they? So and, and you know, grocery shopping and, and post office services and, and all sorts of things. So it's um, yeah, we don't want them to suffer as businesses either. But no, um, no. you're absolutely right. These large supermarkets seem to have a stranglehold uh, at the moment and are clearly um, propping each other up to. Uh, we just need one of them to break ranks, really, don't we? I think. But yeah, I think that's unlikely, unfortunately, uh, because they... Mm. Uh, as does still the cheapest supermarket generator by fuel out, but they're not as quite as competitive uh, as they once were for various reasons, which mm. I'm sure many of your uh, listeners will probably mm. know about. Yeah. You mentioned Wales, actually, interestingly, Wales, um, their um, diesel um, is quite a bit cheaper than the, the UK average. It's um, 157 mm. as opposed to 159.5. So mm. Wales has done a little bit better job in terms of reflecting what's going on in the wholesale market than uh, mm. uh, England. Uh, and uh, to some extent, um, no, Scotland's not so bad either. It's um, 157 as well. So yeah, um, because there's more rural areas, isn't there? So yeah. Less, so they're actually impacted. they're actually. Um, prepared to pass on the, 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 yeah. some of the savings they're benefiting from. In fact, there's a retailer in um, Shropshire um, called DA Roberts, and they um, they actually are kind of becoming renowned for having some of the cheapest fuel in the UK because they're Fantastic. happy they're happy to make thinner margins and they're, yeah. they're clearly making enough money. But they are support their local community. Yeah, they are charging prices well well below the UK averages, which yeah. is great to see. So if an independent retailer can do it, exactly. then I can't understand why one of the big four supermarkets can't. And yeah, it just um, is a bit of a um, leaves a sour taste in the mouth and it's obviously hurting a lot of businesses too yeah yeah absolutely so 
when is the CMA due to report do you know in the summer uh, kind of June time I think uh, right. so we are very much looking forward as long as they've reached the right conclusion um, yeah. hopefully they will it's just a question yeah. of how they you know if they do reach a conclusion what which uh, they have. yeah that, that yeah. they can actually do something which makes a difference yeah um yeah. it's you know the um the supermarkets never stand up for themselves and actually never put forward a defence they have generally been uh, standing behind the British Retail Consortium and looking for their press team to issue a response. And that response, you'd usually say that we're very conscious of uh, the uh, cost of living crisis and trying to provide good value to our customers. But this, Which uh, are normally every... consumers, probably in petrol vehicles. Though, yeah, aren't they? And absolutely. Mm. Well, yes, but there's, there's 12 million diesel cars in this country. A lot of, um, a lot yeah. of them will be uh, run by companies, admittedly, but they are... Um, yeah. uh, there's plenty of you know plenty of diesel customers to also support yeah. but yeah. um even with petrol though we've seen petrol overpriced in lots of instances and the prices should have been cut and there the were far bigger margins being taken than normal and still they didn't cut so it doesn't it's just at the moment that the wholesale price of uh, diesel has gone so low that yeah. it really does merit a big cut but it has happened with petrol too so irrespective of the prices that they're charging, and let's hope that that does get resolved, um, what would you encourage um, business owners to think about uh, in respect to fuel efficiencies for them, for their for their own cost savings? Is there anything that they can do? Um, obviously, you know, shop around and get the cheapest possible um, petrol or diesel. Um, you can always see the um, price of petrol and diesel on the REC website just google REC fuel watch and you can see it there what I would say is always look to buy uh, as far below that as you possibly can now I used to say that would always generally be at a supermarket yeah. but that's now not always the case so um, it could well be at an independent retailer uh, and so it's just a question of identifying those I'm sure most business owners will know where their cheapest fuel is in the areas that they uh, live and work in so it's just a question of you know trying to take advantage of that, and then of course once you've got the fuel in your tank, just try to drive as efficiently as possible. Mm. And if you've got you know teams of people you know, trying to kind of encourage them to do the same, mm. and the best way to do that is to um, be careful uh, how you use the accelerator and not uh, mm. accelerate too quickly, and then have to brake too harshly, and just try to keep the vehicle moving steadily within the speed limit, and then you'll maximise your. Um, fuel efficiency but you know also keeping your tires uh, the right pressure is important uh, and not carrying around too much weight but i appreciate that's very difficult for lots of uh, businesses because they will be um, having to carry heavier mm -hmm. items mm -hmm. and i guess planning the routes as efficiently as you can go back go back to basics really isn't it yeah that, that all things like that help um yeah it's uh, it is difficult because fuel efficiency is only going to make a small difference in reality but i suppose it all adds up yeah. uh, ultimately buying at the cheapest price uh, is the best thing but it's that's very difficult when um the price of diesel is being artificially inflated mm -hmm. yeah well look it's been great to understand more about this today and really grateful for the work that you keep doing where do people find out more about you then and was it rac fuel watch RAC Fuel Watch, just Google that, and there's a really um, comprehensive page there which gives you the, the current price. It gives you the, um, the price of oil, um, the average price that's paid so far uh, this year and in the previous years, just to see how things compare. 
Um, for those people who are going to Europe as well, we also track the price of fuel in Europe and you'll notice it is far cheaper there at the moment yeah. <laughs> because even though the wholesale price is pretty much the same, mm. um, retailers there seem to pass on savings more efficiently to drivers so you can uh, track the prices there. Um, so there's an awful lot of information uh, out there about fuel because um, we, um, we understand how important it is to businesses. And we've actually done a piece, we did a piece of work some time ago where we track CPI inflation against fuel prices and we could see there was a clear correlation. So at the moment, the fact that diesel is artificially high is clearly very bad for the economy in that sense um, mm -hmm. and is potentially keeping inflation higher than it should be, which again is just something bad for the country. Yeah. Well, thank you ever so much for giving us your time today. Um, it's It's been really interesting. Um, and hopefully that's given people some ideas and some tips. That wraps up this episode of the podcast. Uh, for those new to capitalise, our vision is to give small businesses and their advisors transparency and control over business finance. So every business can identify the risk that they may face, explore how they stand from a credit perspective and choose the right funding that best fits their business. Please subscribe to us if you don't already on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and all good podcast platforms. And please do go back and listen to our complete back catalogue of episodes. Lots and lots of interviews with brilliant people just like Simon from across finance, accounting, tech and the wider business space. For more about Capitalise and the Future Positive podcast, please find us on Capitalise.com. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week with another breakfast news podcast uh i will be live from accountex um recording that and there's also going to be a bit of a special midweek as well around accountex so i will see you then and thank you again simon thank you <laughs>